Welcome to Leading Lights. Please visit leadinglightnetwork.com for more information and resources. Hi again. I'd like to talk to you today about evangelism. This is a, a Greek word which we have made into an English word and it basically means to proclaim the good news, to tell people this amazing news that God loves us and that He sent His Son to save us and to change our lives. That's what evangelism is. It means telling other people who don't know about God about Him. And I want to talk about how we do it, but let me start by why do we do it. John 20 verse 21, Jesus said, to them, to his disciples, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. I'd like you to think about that for a second. How did the Father send Jesus? Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit were in heaven in close fellowship and communion. They were happy, comfortable. They had no needs. Everything was perfect in heaven. And because of love for the lost people of the world, the Father said to Jesus, will you go? Will you leave the comfort of heaven? Would you leave the, the fellowship that we have here and go and become one of them? Live in their circumstances, experience what they experience, be part of their weakness so that you can save them. And Jesus said, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. The reason we go is not because it's comfortable, not because it's nice, but because we love other people and we have the same love that God has for people. We have that same love in our hearts for others. You know, when the Israelites were coming into the promised land, they had to cross the Jordan and take the promised land. But two and a half tribes out of the 12 tribes already had their promised land on the, on the east of the Jordan. They already were settled. They didn't need to cross the Jordan to get into the promised land. And yet the other nine and a half tribes said to them, please, will you come and help us get into the promised land. Even though you're fine, you're settled, you've got your lands, your houses, your families are settled, everything's fine. You don't have to come with us, but would you come and help us? And they said, yes. Christian, you already have your promised land. You already have salvation, peace with God. But what about those who aren't there yet? Will you sit in your comfortable place or will you go and try to help them find God? That's what God's heartbeat is all about. It's about the lost. Jesus said, I must go to the other side of the lake, the other cities, the other sheep, other, other, other. He was always looking up and saying the fields are white unto harvest. Pray that God would send laborers into his field. The reason we do it is because it's God's heartbeat and we, like him, want to love the world around us. So how do we do it? Matthew 5 verse 13, Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. What does salt do? Well, salt gives flavor, it gives taste, uh, it stops rot and, and preserves meat, um, and it also creates thirst. We are the salt. The world needs us. It needs the flavor, the taste, the life, the, the spiciness that we give. It also needs us to stop the rot by being good people. And it needs us to show them the thirst that they really should have for a savior. When they see us, they say, wow, there's something that you have that I want. And a thirst grows within them. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. I wonder if you are salt today. I wonder if you are reaching out and touching your world in that way. Jesus went on to say that if the salt loses its saltiness, it's worthless. It just gets trampled underfoot by men. If we stop being a positive influence on the world around us, if Christians just become 
weak and ineffective and we go to our little meetings on our own, but we never tell the non-believing world about Jesus, then we are good for nothing. We just get trampled underfoot by men. We are not serving God's purposes and we're not helping the people around us. Jesus went on to say in verse 14, you are the light of the world. You know, the world's in darkness and there's the light that we've found that we can shine out and the smallest speck of light can give hope to people who are in absolute darkness. He said, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and then put it under a basket, but they put it up on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. And that includes your kindness, your love, your good deeds and telling them about Jesus. And then that they may glorify your father in heaven. Friend, you are the salt of the earth. Whether you believe it or not, whether you feel salty, you are, you have the spice of life within you. Christians should give spice rather than boring, dull, beige people. We should be colorful, lively people who produce flavor and produce thirst in people. You are the light of the world. You already have it in you. Just let it shine out. We've got to be rubbing up uh, in everyday life against the circumstances and the, the issues of our world so that people can see the light and the salt that's in us. I want to talk now about some pitfalls and things to avoid and some practicalities in, in sharing our, our faith, some things to do when we're trying to tell people about the Lord. Let me just give you some advice from what I found in my own, my own life. It's not helpful to preach to people. Um, everyday normal speech and normal conversation, kind words are much better. And for people to grow to know you and trust you and want to hear what you say is much better than you bashing them the first time you meet them with the Bible and telling them about Jesus. There's got to be a trust and a mutual understanding for them to receive what you have to say. So preaching to everyday people is not really that helpful. The other thing is for us not to come across as proud or better than other people or holier than thou or thinking that we are superior or being weird or religious. None of that appeals to people. That's not salt and that's not light. People want to see a real person. Sometimes with our real faults and our real flaws and our real needs and problems, but then the light of the gospel shines through and they see how we're handling those real problems. We shouldn't come across as different or weird, but real, humble and loving and also happy. If we don't have something that's good, why would anybody else want it? It's all about an attitude issue, coming across with humility and love rather than coming across with legalism or judgmentalism. You know, for so long, religion has said, I'm better, you are worse. I'm going to tell you what you must do and how bad you are. And that is not salt and light. Salt and light is something that creates thirst and makes, makes people attracted to this grace, this love that we've received. I like to think of it as I was just so lucky. I was a beggar on the side of the road. God gave me life. He, he lifted me out of the pit. He gave me so much. I'm not better than anyone else. If it wasn't for God, I'd still be a beggar on the street. I'm just trying to tell other beggars what I've found in a humble and real way. So what are the steps to sharing our faith? Number one, we should pray. We should pray. We should pray. That's the first thing that we should do. We pray to God to give us strength, to give us help. Uh, the Bible promises, Jesus promised that he would give us words 
and wisdom that no one can resist or contradict. If the Holy Spirit comes and helps us when we speak, because we've prayed, we would have the words to share with people. So pray is the first thing. Pray that God would give you a heart for the lost, that he would lead you to the people who are ready to hear about him. Pray for those people and for their needs and their families. Pray before you do anything that God would help you to be a light in the world. Number two is know who and what you carry. Know God and know his word and know who you are in him. Just be secure that he loves you and that he's given you all of his power. Understand who you are in Christ. And even if you don't know that fully, you can grow in that. But that's an important part to have something to give. Number three is our character and the way that we live our lives is very important. We can preach Jesus, but if we are a gossip, if we steal, if we cheat on people, if our character doesn't match up with our words, then we are not being salt and light and people will not receive the gospel from us. And then lastly, if you want to present the gospel to somebody, if somebody says to you, how do I get saved? I would say that there's several good methods. And the simple method that I often use, if I've just got 30 seconds or a minute to tell someone, is I say to them that religion is spelt D-O, which means do. It says do good things, do, 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 and you will reach your way to God. But real salvation is spelt D-O-N-E. It's been done. Jesus paid for it on the cross, and you need to just receive it as a gift, a free gift, the forgiveness, the salvation. And when you receive that, it'll make you born again on the inside. It'll give you a brand new life and a brand new start. There's so many good resources on the internet a little gospel presentation that I like to use is called The Four Spiritual Laws. And we'll put a link to, to a website where you can find this Four Spiritual Laws underneath this talk. But you can point people. You can even get little apps. So if you've got a, a smartphone, there's apps where you can get the Four Spiritual Laws or different tracts that you can give people to explain the gospel to them. Rather than having to preach a full sermon, you can just explain the gospel to them. And I encourage you to look at those links and look at, at what we have to show you. I'd like to close by reading a passage from Luke chapter 10, where Jesus sent out uh, the, the workers into the harvest field. In Luke 10 verse 3, he says, Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. Jesus was saying that it's not about equipment. It's not about methods. It's not about having a whole lot of stuff. It's just about going and trusting him as you go along the way. He's with you. I send you out as lambs among wolves. Realize it's a dangerous world out there, but I'm with you and you don't need to take a whole lot of kit and a whole lot of preparation with you. Just be ready to go. Then in verse five, he says, whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. Peace is what we bring to people. We don't come with anger, with aggression, with rules, with a religious dogma. We come with peace. We've got to have an attitude of peace in ourselves. People have to say, this person is at peace with themselves, at peace with God, at peace with other people. There's a peace about us. Verse 6, he says, if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. We've got to look for the people who God has already prepared to receive the gospel. You know, in the world, there are some people who are at about minus 20 on the scale of being ready to receive the Lord. Some are at minus 10, some are at minus 5. Some are right on the verge 
of receiving the Lord. They're on minus one and then some are just about there, zero, and then we take them further into positive numbers. You've got to find the people who God has already prepared to receive the gospel. And when you find them, you stick with it and you stay with them. Verse 7 says, Remain in that house, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. What he's saying is find relationships and build them. It's not about hitting lots and lots of people with the gospel and hoping some of them receive it. It's about building relationships with those who are ready to receive And then out of that relationship, you stay in that house and hopefully you build more and more and they invite their friends and you can gather more people to know about the Lord. So relationships and staying with people who are ready to receive the gospel is important. Verse 8 says, Whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. Heal the sick and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. This is important. It's it's about uh, not just being a good Christian and not just talking about the Lord, but actually praying for people's needs. You know, the kingdom of God is with you. As you go out and you talk to people, someone might say, my son is rebellious. I've got a problem at work. My financial situation is bad. I've got a a sore knee. I've got all these different problems. Pray for them. Say to them, please, can I pray with you or pray for you? And pray for them there and then. You don't have to get all weird and religious. You don't have to use a funny voice. You don't have to have a big ceremony. You just quietly and gently maybe put a hand on their arm or shoulder. And you just say, Lord Jesus, thank you that your kingdom has come into this family, into this person, into this situation. And that you are healing their leg. That you are fixing their financial situation. That you're helping with their job, with their family, whatever it is. And you pray and you trust God that the kingdom of God breaks through into their lives. Friendship, honesty, a humble attitude, praying for people, and then sharing what God has done for you is all that's required. And Jesus promised, as we go and do this, He said in in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19 and 20, and I am with you always to the end of the age. As we're doing this, Jesus is with us. You're not alone. You are going out as lambs among wolves, but you've got the Lion of Judah with you. You've got Jesus protecting you, covering you, helping you, giving words and wisdom to you. And all we need to do is be the salt that gets out of the salt shaker and onto the food. We need to get out there and be in the presence of non-believers as much as we can. Mix with them. Show them the love of God. God be with you. And I pray that you do manage to evangelize and make a difference in your world. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.